So I saw my friends who like start to carry a baseball bat. And I said, what, you start to play baseball? He said, no, it's uh, someone spit on me in Chinatown. And I, I think that's a, a good idea if I start to carry this. And I'm not really like going to hit people over there, but you know, sort of scare them off or something. But you know, it's really sad. Good morning. This is Epicenter NYC. We connect our communities to news, information, and each other. I'm Andrea Pineda Salgado. As we approach two years since the initial lockdown brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, it's clear that we haven't recovered yet. People around the world reported increased feelings of loneliness, depression, and fear. For many, those feelings persist, but artists found inspiration in this how we were alone, together. And in a lot of ways, the storytelling, reflection, and acknowledgement of what we've been going through is a first step towards healing. Among those artists include director Xuan Yu Pan and producer Nancy Wolf. They documented people learning how to navigate their new normal, reminding neighbors everywhere that even in adversity, our shared experience can bring us closer. Alone Together is a documentary that features teachers, children, parents, artists, and essential workers around the world, as well as right here in New York City. Today, Epicenter's community manager Daniel LaPlaza's conversation with Xuan Yu Pan and Nancy Wolf. They'll talk about themes from the film like anti-Asian racism, fear of the disease, mental health struggles, and how parents coped with online learning. Xuan Yu Pan is a city-based documentary filmmaker. She loves to explore human stories through her own lens. Nancy Wolf is a producer, director, writer, and editor. She has produced both feature-length films and news programs. You can find Xuan Yu and Nancy's full bios and links to their work in our show notes. Before we begin, a quick message from our friends and sponsors at McKinsey & Company. Find out about the biggest ideas in business on McKinsey's Insights app, where you can listen to podcasts like our flagship show, The McKinsey Podcast. We're so not tuned in to the dynamic going on for the current employees. What matters to them most? Or watch our author talk series featuring law professor Dorothy A. Brown. 60% of Black college students don't graduate. And when I came across that statistic, I got so depressed and read lots of articles about, for example, The Next Normal, where you can learn about the coronavirus's latest impact on business. To hear, see, and read more, download McKinsey's Insights app now. Now, back to the show. Here's Daniel, Xuan Yu, and Nancy. So today, we're going to be speaking with the team behind Alone Slash Together, which is a lovely uh, short documentary that has this uniquely participatory element uh, where folks around the world have submitted their footage and kind of created this global story about the experience of, of struggling and persevering through the pandemic. So we have Xuan Yu Pan, the director, once again, from the films. She's originally from Taiwan. Uh, she's a New York-based documentary filmmaker who loves to explore human stories through her lens. Why don't we get with the first question would be, how did this film come together? So as you just mentioned, like I'm from Taiwan. I have family over there. And my brother-in-law at that time was in Wuhan. Like he was sent there for business. You know, it's a business trip. 
so at some point, like I, I, I hear my sister like uh, start to like very worry about uh because like one thing they hear about they heard about this like uh, over there like before like people here like understand like what's going on like uh, you know in Asia like uh, something already happened so at some point that my uh my brother-in-law was still there so he was locked out <laughs> in mm -hmm. the city altogether oh, I no. couldn't come back yeah. So my sister was very worried. I tried to get her husband back. It's basically my family, my sister's family, like all was in a big mess because her her son is here in in the U.S. also like a study and at some point like a need to force to go back home. And I'm here and I locked down in New York. So everyone is like locked down. Like my family, many of them are just in different places, like a, facing like. A, unknown like uh, what's going on situation so that's basically why i start doing this project uh, i want to connect with my friends my family still during the time and how so how did you come up with this idea to have it be crowdsourced in this way where folks uh, submit you know footage of their experiences yeah, so so that's that's actually also like a, a, a inspiration from my brother, you know, because he was like in that city and saying like when I come back, I'm going to write a memorial, a memoir for myself, and then I say, uh, maybe then I can do a documentary. <laughs> yeah, and then I think about my friend I mean, at that time that you know you know like Nancy and and I we we were work on her project Rocky Flats, and we have a conversation or or or, or like a meeting in person or whatever but suddenly like you know new york got you know was locked down and you know people have to had to just like, stay home or whatever we couldn't do things anymore for folks that might not have seen the film yet um there's a, a lot of scenes of of the lockdown just as they started right empty streets mm -hmm. empty yeah. uh, uh metro stations um stores shuttered like a lot of the imagery that you saw at the start of the pandemic so i was very surprised to see you know such footage from such an early point in the in the pandemic so i'd assume that you mobilized very quickly um nancy how quickly did you um get involved in the project yeah so it was really she told me about what she was doing and i said oh well do you need this country do you need that country okay so some friends of mine in in amsterdam and friends of mine in tokyo um you know all over and so we just kind of it just kind of ballooned out to what th 13 countries, you know, it was just sort of um, checking in with people and seeing if they would want to participate. And it was really sort of a wonderful process because I was in my apartment in Washington Heights and Shwing was in her apartment in- And I'm trying to Woodside. Yeah, Woodside, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was this kind of thing where um, we were all just so scared in our places, like just sort of shocked, not sure what to do and feeling like, okay, well, I'm a filmmaker. I had planned to go and film more of my, more of my feature. And it's like, that's not going to happen. I'm not getting yeah. on a plane. This is mm -hmm. not happening. So it was, it was a way to be creative in that space, in that small space. Is there a certain story or a person in the film that you most identify with? Yeah, uh, I I immediately think about. I, I think everyone has a very unique story, like you know, very personal, just unique story about themselves. 
uh, but uh, I'm immediately thinking about uh, Lindsay. Uh, so her situation is very interesting that she is actually, she, she is a New Yorker, <laughs> uh, but, but she moved to Italy for a job and uh, just arrived there soon later got locked down. She tried to still being positive, but it's just hard. It's just hard. Yeah. So I, 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 I see her like a very like humorous, like, you know, in the, in the beginning, like if you remember, she was like pouring <laughs> cocktails. Yeah. And just joke about herself, but it's just, you know, trying to, to be, you know, mentally strong, but it's just really hard uh, because it's just like uh, the, the pandemic, like the worldwide pandemic, like uh, who would think about that like, we will face this, yeah, this moment like, in our life. It's just uh, for everybody, it's just unexpected. And uh, I think that her story encouraged other people who are like uh, almost cannot, you know, uh, keep on, but, you know, you know, seeing other people's story like, uh, realizing it's not only ourselves like being in the situation, it's everybody in the situation. So um, with all these like, you know, different small story that like, people see, like they, they can relate it to their personal problem. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, during the pandemic, what's the challenge they encountered? And I've got inspiration, just keep moving. Nancy, was there one that you, uh, that came to mind that you most related with? Yeah, I actually, Lindsay, definitely, I can feel that with Lindsay, um, for sure. One of the things that was a real um, sort of thread throughout all the stories was the inaction from the government. Whichever government or local government it was, it was a lot of, well, uh, we don't know what to do because we're at the mercy of our elected officials and you know, they're saying this, but people are doing this. So it, I think that kind of goes through all the stories. For example, there's Laura in Tokyo, and she's frustrated because the government sent one face mask to everybody in Tokyo. And that's just not, you know, enough. So, you know, the, this sort of frustration and, uh, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, I have to go to work. Yeah, you can suggest to managers not to bring people into the office, but, you know, it's it, just a lot of like pointing fingers and not um, not really like being ready um, to sort of attack a crisis. Um, what what do you see that not everyone can relate to? What are things that affect only certain kind of communities um, that are kind of spoken about in the film? Because there's that alone, there's that together idea, but I think there's also a lot of themes that get to like the the very specific kind of experiences of certain folks throughout the pandemic. Oh uh, yes, so so uh, so for Asian community, it's actually we encounter some specific uh, challenges during the time. So uh, in in my in the film, like we actually bring uh, bring up two example. Like one is in Jackson Heights, our friends, a Japanese lady, you know, got got into this incident. Like uh, some white men just like chasing after her and they call her like Wuhan, Wuhan, whatever. Uh, so it's uh, very scary. And uh, another guy in UK, uh, who is actually my family member, uh, in in London, and he also 
encounter like a racism situation. Yeah, same thing. But you know, those, yeah, yeah, like a, yeah, 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 very disturbing message. And just talking about that, and uh, I mean, outside the field, like I also have friends that are on and off, like telling me, I mean, Asian friends, they're telling me like, so I saw my friends who like start to carry a baseball bat. And I said, what, you start to play baseball? He said, no, and uh, someone spit on me in Chinatown. And I, I think that's a, a good idea if I start to carry this, so. And I'm not really like going to hit people out there, but you know, sort of scare them off or something. But you know, it's really sad. And and just recently, just few few weeks ago, I I went out on the street and uh, just uh, adjusting my mask, and some whatever guy just uh, walked by, and uh, yes, he just like uh, very angrily talking to me. I mean, yeah, he was like, yes, wear your mask, like China or whatever, and all that kind of threatening attitude, and. And at that moment, I, I also feel like, you know, I've been in this process of making this film, like I listen to other people's, so, you know, collecting message and the you know, footage and the, do the editing. And I would say, oh, okay, that's a story we have, you know, like, uh, you know, in our community, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, you know, just like uh, recently, I myself, like when I, I all, and I encountered that situation, I not, and even though it's just a, in comparison, it's a more like a less straightened, but still, it's like a kind of make me to feel like, oh, I, I'm also kind of scared by that kind of you know the the situation and and just like feeling very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry you have to experience that, and to understand that this happened globally as well is, um, you know, one of these topics that. How do I say globally uh, is part of the global experience. You know, it's that conversation of of it spoke to the individual experience of everyone, but also the fact that this has happened globally, right? Actually, now that you mentioned some of your, your your experiences. What impact do you hope the film has? My hope will be like uh, I, I hope my film could be, uh, of course, my 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 film does like, uh, doesn't including all these like uh, or problems that people encounters. Uh, but hopefully people can find some inspiration through each stories. And just also like in general, I, I feel like uh, hopefully my, my my story, I mean, this film could bring some comfort to people uh, during the time and being humble to each other because I mean, everybody is angry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. My, Great. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Nancy, is there any potential impact that you hope the film um, has? Um, pretty much everybody in the film is an immigrant and that's a big part of this story. And we, I mean, I think that we need to have more of these immigrant stories and more of this normalization of immigrants in as just members of society and having just as much you know, right to talk about what's going on with them and their own, you know, wherever they are in this sort of um, just telling a different story. So I, yeah, I, I think the power of these sort of individual stories can connect us. Yeah. Another comment. I, yeah. Right. Any country in the film where the response to COVID seemed especially good and that we can learn from. I feel like as we head into year three of the pandemic, we're still stumbling. 
Taiwan was one that we highlighted actually. Right. So, I mean, since I'm from Taiwan, <laughs> yeah, one of the reasons is that we had SARS uh, several years ago. Uh, so, the fear still exists. <laughs> so, we are like, looking at our neighbor, <laughs> the neighbor country, you know, which one? <laughs> yeah, just see what's going on. Like, uh, you know, if, if there is something happen, we, we like, uh, you know, in Taiwan, that like, people, like, uh, you know, just immediately gear up get the information and respond to it. So that's one thing that, you know, why this time the pandemic like, didn't hit us that much. I mean, you know, compared, you know, globally. I mean, also the, the, the people and the government in Taiwan also want to help the world. Uh, so we try to, you know, bring our help uh, to other countries that like, uh, need help. Got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of issues that are highlighted in the film still exist today. Are you feeling optimistic or pessimistic about the future? Nancy, do you want? <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> it's a mixed, I think it's a mixed bag. I mean, I think it started off a mixed bag. It's still a mixed bag. Um, one thing that I think I am optimistic about is that more people are caring about public health. Uh, they're thinking about public health. They're thinking about it's this weird thing where in New York, people, you know, are some people are going and doing things, other people are not. But it's this sort of mental gymnastics that you're going through as you consider the risks with any activity that, that you're doing. And it's, I don't think it's something that most people were really thinking about. So it's like these weird, sort of interesting kind of things where we're just thinking about our health more. So I, I think that's really positive. I wish that masks and vaccines weren't political issues, and I, <laughs> which mm -hmm. didn't seem to be too political before. But uh, you know, so it's yeah, so it's a mixed situation. As much as it's important to look for what we have in common, it's just as important, if not more, to understand that some of our neighbors were disproportionately affected by COVID nineteen. As we've talked about a lot in this podcast, in our newsletter, and on our website, so many of the inequalities that existed pre-pandemic were only exacerbated. And despite a vaccine and a largely opened economy, many still feel the loneliness, depression, and fear that they did at the start. You can read more and learn how to help at epicenter-nyc.com. Also, make sure to check out Alone Together, which is available for a sneak peek stream online until December 19th. We've included the link in our show notes. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting us as we do our best to support our community. We couldn't do it without you. And if you're not already a member, sign up today by using the link in our show notes. We'll be back with a new episode on December 29th. In the meantime, we hope you're all able to take time to recharge and connect with loved ones. Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Karavika. You can find more of their music on their website, linked to in our podcast description.